0: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Rev. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. If you're ever in the Chicagoland area, we would love to have you stop by uh, and worship with us. I think you'll have a good time. Make sure if you're ever in the Chicagoland area that you make CUT, Christ Universal Temple, one of your stops. You can go to our website and watch videos and and see the other things that are active in our ministry right now. We're doing a lot of good things to help People learn how to live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives. So make sure you check us out. We even have a a, a YouTube page. We are on Facebook or on Twitter under uh, Christ Universal Temple and CU Temple. So definitely check us out. The website address is www.cutemple.org, www.cutemple.org. I am in the midst of teaching a series How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God based upon the book of the same title written by William Warch W A R C H and I have requested that everyone who is following along with this series actually purchase the book How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God so you can you know read ahead work with the principles yourself and when I am teaching this through this show you're getting the extra you're getting the cream on top or the or the or the icing on the cake but you, the cake has been working in your consciousness already what i'm trying to do is introduce you to this material give you some insight hopefully on how to engage the material so you can work with it yourselves but there's no way that i could teach even a small book like this Thoroughly in one uh, uh, you know one chapter a week, even when we're teaching these classes in house with people right in front of us in an hour and a half class, even even then it takes some time to undress it, unwrap it for people to make sure that they grasp it, so this is why it's necessary to read the book yourself. you can play with it in consciousness, you can discern what spirit within you is trying to teach you through the material, and then you can turn within and ask God to give you the revelation and the realization. So today we're teaching the chapter on will. And again, the concept of the the 12 gifts from God is based upon Charles Fillmore's concept of the 12 powers of man. Sometimes just called the 12 powers. Uh, Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, along with his wife Myrtle, believed that esoterically, that Jesus and his twelve disciples symbolized symbolized the Christ consciousness or Christ mind and twelve spiritual gifts, faculties, or mind powers. In other way, uh, in other words, the Christ within us has the ability to express through these attributes of good within us. He wrote a book on it called Twelve Powers. His second wife, Cora Dedrick Fillmore, wrote a supplemental book to it called Christ Enthroned in Man. And there's been a couple of books here and there. How to Use the Twelve Gifts from God is the book I recommend to start with when you're studying this subject to get a grasp on how these gifts work as ideas in consciousness. Because that's what we really want to get. You know, I'm not really covering the deeper metaphysical symbolism in this course. There are other books that deal with that. Uh, If you want to work with it from that level, I would recommend the book, How to, excuse me, Unfolding Your God-Given Potential by Winifred Wilkinson Halsman. And if you want to study it from the perspective of health, I would recommend Healing Secret of the Ages By Catherine Ponder. And if you want to learn how to work with it with meditation, I would recommend 12 power meditation exercise by Charles Roth. After you've read all of the books that you can find on the 12 powers, then and only then would I recommend reading Charles Fillmore's book one because he doesn't he's not complete with all of his books. I mean, all of the faculties some of the faculty writes extensively and others he barely mentions it and then goes off into other things and really doesn't tell you how the faculty really works, even though it was his concept. The book, the 12 powers of man can divert off of its main intentions and Charles Fillmore because of his culture and era and and, and some other things I'm not going to get into now at times was somewhat anti-sensation, anti-sexual, in the sense of he was so focused on demonstrating the Christ that things that pulled your attention away from it, you know, like sexuality, for instance, He, you know, he I don't want to say he saw it as a necessary evil, but he believed once you finished uh, pro- procreating that you use the life energy, which we'll deal with during the last show to help regenerate the body for healing and spiritual regeneration. Um Moving on, that's why start with the other books first, because once you read those other books, you can put Fillmore in this context and get the essence out of it, get the principles out of it and leave the other material to the side. If you so decide, if you think it's valid, then you pick it up and you utilize it. But I want to make sure that you have options because you have read various ways of looking at the same thing. And just because a person that the person who presented it to the world and believe me, he borrowed these theologies and these points and et cetera from ancient cultures and brought them up forward. He he wasn't the first person teaching that uh, Jesus and his 12 disciples or Jacob and his 12 sons represent higher spiritual faculties. This has been symbolically taught in many mystical brands of Judaism and Christianity, et cetera. Uh, but his is probably the most well known because. Unity is the biggest new thought brand. Moving on. So on page 62, it states that will under the preview is your ability to be willing towards God. Two, you must choose willingness over willfulness. Three, will is always seeking good for all. Four, the will is the great permission giver of your consciousness. And five, Will determines character formation. All right. So it states in the book, one has a tremendous overcoming power when he is able to be willing towards God or toward God. Now, that sentence seems simple, but realize what it's saying. Not just overcoming, one has tremendous overcoming when he is able to be willing towards God, but tremendous overcoming. Because It's a tremendous overcoming to get the personal will to not want to do its own thing, but actually follow the guidance of God. It gives you access to the higher levels of ability that right now you you might not be accessing. We might not be accessing. It goes on to say, no matter how well you understand spiritual laws, if you're not willing to adhere to them, they're not useful to you. This goes back to the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, which used to state all the time when she was active in ministry, it works if you work it. Okay, the principle is what it is. But until you work the principle, it doesn't matter that it works if you work it. What is the it principle principle works if you work the principle? So. It doesn't make a difference what you know if you won't do. Knowing how to do something and doing it is two different things. You can be willful. You can know that.
4: Not talking to your spouse. About things that that you need to talk to them about can create problems in your marriage.
3: But if you're not willing to do that, to talk about things that you all need to talk about, you can create problems and you know better. You can know better to, to not say when a family member or your boss or coworker does something improper and you, you'll know it's, it's not a good time to say, I told you so. And then you say it anyway. And it creates the problem that you knew it would create, but you did it anyway because that was being willful instead of willing. So having knowing better and doing better are two different things because knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is potential power. It only becomes the power when you utilize it. It goes on to say. If you're not willing to forgive, for instance, to cleanse an activity of forgiveness cannot move through you. Why would one not be willing toward God and spiritual principles when there is such a benefit in becoming so? The answer is fear. We always end up back with fear. Fear of change from that which is familiar holds one fixed in a rigid position. So in other words, even though things are collapsing around me, it's at least what's collapsing around me is a known factor. But when I become willing toward God and start to work the principles and trust God and have faith in God and work with these spiritual principles, I'm creating some unknown factors. Because part of it, yeah, you will see some of it. You won't. You're trusting the principle to manifest in ways that maybe willfully you can't control. And I've said it over and over again. People don't like to be vulnerable, not even to God. All right. It goes on to say. The bottom of page 62. It is up to you to develop your ability to become more and more willing toward God. You need to become less and less dependent on old ways. Now this is a good time to ask yourself, what old ways am I dependent on? Do you have a way that you act in certain situations that have a tendency to continue continually show up? You know, it's amazing how people tend. And when I say people, that includes me. I'm not throwing rocks and hiding. I'm including myself. How people believe that their personalities are something at times that are not necessarily dev- evolved, and they choose to act a certain way, and they've made that choice so many times that it becomes unconscious, and they don't think that they can change it. Well, you know, they think that it's okay to, you know, go off on people or curse people out or, or, you know, show up at the job when they want to or, or and then expect to have the job or be ineffective at the job or can you know come and go and they're supposed to be in a committed relationship, but you know, they don't wanna abide by the predetermined rules of what was communicated as expectations or or how we live in a civil society, according to the rules of the nation, the state, the county the city, the township. We have to learn how, that when we do things, we are making a choice, even though it doesn't seem as though we are. We're using our will. because But because it's so instant, we don't realize that it is so. We really don't. So it goes back to say, Actually, you must choose willingness over willfulness. This is on page 63. It comes right down to thy will, not my will. Willingness is always constructive in your consciousness building. Willfulness is always destructive. Willfulness lacks the courage to depend on God for having needs met and at the same time ignores spiritual laws. It includes self-determination and takes credit for all that is accomplished. Wolf on this acts according to facts that are presented in the outer, not according to the intuition and spiritual guidance. Now, now let me be clear, because they're going to clarify this in the next chapter. There's nothing wrong with self-determination. It and there's nothing necessarily wrong with with. Looking at and dealing with the facts and sometimes what the world calls the brutal facts. But that can't be your only source of information we have to face facts with truth face facts with truth consistently over and over again no matter what the book goes on to say willingness acknowledge the outer f- facts but moves according to inner instruction so we see it but like jesus said judge not according to appearances but judge righteous judgment what does it mean not to judge According to appearances, that means that we're not going to give power to what the facts are saying. We're acknowledging that facts change, that they're temporal. We're acknowledging that the eternal truth, when recognized in any situation, heals and transforms the space. Uh, The paraphrase Joe Goldsmith So when truth is properly understood, taught and understood, the student begins to heal at once. Because truth, once really understood and taken root in the soul, starts to demonstrate itself to an extent. But if you're fighting it by being willful, that's where the inner resistance comes into play. So the book says willfulness benefits from both directions because it recognizes them as being one. In other words, the facts are the facts, and the inner intuitive spiritual guidance is the intuitive spiritual guidance. They're not against each other. But the intuitive spiritual guidance is supposed to help you handle and work with facts. Not ignore them.
4: Handle them. Transform them, deal with them,
3: no matter what. Now, I do want to remind you before we take our first break that this show is supported by your donations along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio. So as you have freely received, please freely give, click the donate button, help support this online ministry. We appreciate your giving. We appreciate your support because we're trying to get this message all over the world. One of the beautiful things about the Internet is you don't know where these episodes might end up. And now because of smartphones and tablets and computers, people are literally downloading the podcast everywhere. You can download these episodes for free on iTunes and Stitcher, S-T-I-C-H-E-R, directly to your phone. and And you can set it up to where... It goes on your phone automatically. So please make sure that you do that and you inform other people about it. Support this online ministry so we can go forth doing the work. We're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
0: If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
5: If you are a Gen Xer, boomer, elder or a younger person and you want to know more about and be better prepared to navigate the world you are living in and the world that lies ahead, then Do Not Go Quietly is a wonderful book for you. If you know that when you turn away from what you love and are passionate about, you limit yourself from achieving the very thing you came to this earth to accomplish, living the life you were born to live, then this book will resonate with you. So no matter how old or young you are, if you want to use the time you have remaining, whether years or decades, to sing the notes that only you can sing in the great song, pick up your copy of Do Not Go Quietly and start making an even more joyful noise in celebration of your life. Do Not Go Quietly, an award-winning, inspiring Hay House book. Available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and your favorite bookstore.
0: what is the secret to happiness why do bad things happen to good people what is our purpose in life what must i do to bring healing into my life join reverend paul hasselbeck every tuesday for a metaphysical romp Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: you for tuning in to truth transforms now here's your host reverend galen mcdowell
3: welcome back to truth transforms i'm your host galen mcdowell and we're here to just work with again <clears throat> excuse me work with the book how to use your 12 gifts from god and really get an understanding of the faculty of will back to page 63 It states that it takes courage to be willing toward God. Encourage yourself. Put courage in where facts seem negative. Put courage into thinking and feeling when you are shaken by God's instruction. It is not always easy to be obedient to inner instructions, but you must be courageous in spite of the facts. When you choose willingness over willfulness, the facts adjust into the revelation that God wants only good for you. So, when one of the things about being willing towards God is using this faculty not to just be the driver of the uh, of of intention but uh, allowing it to be led by spirit is when we allow ourselves to be uh, led by spirit we literally are giving up a measure of control you know, you know, I know we say I surrender all, but that takes a, a that takes a while to get to I surrender all. But most of us, when we start saying, OK, not my will, your will be done in me, God. at times it's, it shows up as. You making choices that you are really scared to make or, you know, needs to be done, but you've been unwilling to do them because of fear or indifference or or anger or frustration or whatever. Sometimes it shows up as a person leaving the career that they've been in for years because they know in their soul they're supposed to be doing something else. So when people listen to God and God says go, see one of the things about about studying the, the biblical record, and I, I can't speak to anybody else's um, scripture because I'm not you know necessarily a quote unquote expert in reading other people's um backgrounds but because I'm a metaphysical bible student and teacher one of the things that we have learned from working with spirit is
4: god normally gives
3: an action oriented plan basically Abraham, go to the promised land, to the land. Moses, go free the children of Israel, I mean, Israel from Egypt and guide them to the promised land. Joshua, conquer the promised land. Now, I'm talking about this within the metaphysical context, not into the rights and wrongs and how people view this and violence and all of that that's in the Bible. I'm talking about the core principle. Paul go to the gentiles to preach the gospel. Peter went to the to the to the Jews along with some of the other Jewish Christians. You know, the prophets in the Bible would go to the kings or etc. Elijah was supposed to drive out the prophets of Baal. So when you're willing towards God and and you start doing your inner work, Most likely you'll get a directive. Something you should be doing. One of the things that I'll sometimes say to ministers is. What's your ministry? See, there's ministries that we're assigned to, especially if you work for a church, you work under a senior minister uh, or uh, or bishop or cardinal or, you know, whatever, and whatever the alternative, uh, excuse me, not the alternatives, whatever are the core. Anyway, let me just leave that alone. So the, the point that I'm making is if you don't know what your ministry
4: is, are you listening?
3: Are you doing the inner work? Because that, what you are assigned to do, which might be your job, can be totally different from really what's in your soul to do as ministry. Now, let's bring this down because most people aren't ministers. When you start working with being willing towards God, something alive in you will t- start to impress upon your consciousness that book that needs to be written that's that, that program to help children do whatever, or to be a teacher or to be a doctor or to help with the neighborhood and et cetera, to be the person that puts a computer like Bill Gates said years ago that he wanted a personal computer in every home. Now a personal computer is in most people's pockets.
4: But what's in your
3: soul that's waiting for you to give birth to it? That's a part of being willing towards God. What is your ministry? What are you passionate about? What is your what is the purpose in your soul? What is the mission that's driving your soul? I think this is one of the reasons why people don't like to do the work because once you become clear with God in your soul, in your soul, it doesn't leave you alone. The, 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 The dream, the goal, the mission, the purpose stays with you. Moses could have went back after he had the burning bush experience. But he wouldn't have had any peace. Not because God would have caused him to not have peace, but that which God places on
4: your soul won't let you go.
3: This is part of being willing. Being willing enough to trust God and trust the action plan. What is it? that you are supposed to be doing. What is your ministry, even if you're not a minister? And what I mean by that is what's in your heart to serve, to give, to to express? And why aren't you doing it? What are you doing to suppress that right now? Why are you saying no to it?
4: How are you saying no to it?
3: Have you expressed to people who, it could be even at your own job, the the you could you could really be good at, at at another position at your current place of employment. In that area you could blossom. But you might be afraid to say anything because it might jeopardize your paycheck. I get that. But how can you make it work?
4: But did you need to make it work somewhere else? I don't know. What I do know is this. When you don't acknowledge it, it works on you. It works on your soul. Hardcore.
3: Hardcore. Because being willing matters and being willing always has an action step you might be still for the moment or say go even if it says go somewhere and be still or go meditate and go whatever that's still an action because going and being still and meditating and working and developing or or studying or whatever is not something that people normally do when they're working with an issue they're only not seeking spiritual anything Back to the book. He talks about being willful and willing. He states in John 5 30, we read Jesus' words I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father, which hath sent me. But what is the will of the Father? What is God's will seeking? Will, and he means will is God's will in this, is always seeking good for all. So as long as you're seeking good for all, with harm to no one, you are moving according to God's will. If you're in a situation where you're seeking good, you must ask yourself whether or not your goal includes a disadvantage to someone else. If it does, you're being willful. Now, this doesn't mean if you're applying for a job and somebody else is applying for a job that you're being willful because you want the job. What this is saying is you're planning to do something that you know and will intentionally create um, Ill, or problem or whatever to, for someone else, now you're being willful because it's us, me against them instead of that which is mine, I have by right of consciousness. Back to the book, page 64, it talks about pain and suffering, and he says pain and suffering are a result of man's breaking the law of his own highest good. It's not God's will for us to have pain or suffer. And God does not impose pain and suffering on us. First of all, pain and suffering are two different things. He says when we do this, we use God as a scapegoat. There's what the world calls physical pain, real legitimate physical pain. That's, you know, you know, a bone breaks, muscle tear, whatever. Then there's what you call pain that's perception based. Your emotions and the images in your mind, which are then given meaning and the meaning that we give creates suffering. Suffering in and of itself is not a thing. You can't go to Walmart and go buy suffering. The thing about it is suffering is the meaning or the interpretation that we give to particular Events.
4: And our beliefs about the events.
3: All right. Back to the book, page 64. Uh, page 65. Your will is the great permission giver of your consciousness. It moves to action all the other spiritual gifts. No matter how much you understand your God given gifts, you only if you're not willing to use them, they remain as potential only. This is a really key point because it's the permission giver of your consciousness, which means that you having an understanding of what all this means is, means far as you have this power within you, you have these gifts within you, and it doesn't benefit you if you're not willing to use them. So, since the will is the permission giver, you have to be willing to use faith, willing to love, willing to activate strength, willing to to stop for a minute, pause and touch base with that inner wisdom within you. Charles Fillmore called Will the executive faculty of the mind, the determining factor of man, the executive. In other words, the decision maker. The decision maker. That part of you that makes the choices. He goes on to say what man wills or decrees comes to pass in his experience. Then he goes to say the will may be said to be the man. Hmm. He says it's the avenue through which the I am expresses its potentiality. So the I am still has to get the I am or the God you. Has still has to work through your choices and decisions to express. This is how we. Constrict
4: our innate spiritual ability in the Bible, kings
3: are always always represent the personal will the personal will that's that's either willful or willing you're a good king. You followed the Lord and, his, and and the laws of the Lord. If you considered a bad king, you did not follow the Lord and the ways of the Lord. In metaphysical Bible symbology, the disciple Matthew, who was a tax collector, represents will, which means when the will is doing its own things, it'll do things that are destructive. Because tax collectors were not well liked, and they worked for the Roman Empire, and they used many ruthless ways to collect money from the citizens. Once he met Jesus, he then became a disciple. So the same skills that, used, that were once destructive are now productive, because the will, or Matthew, was following the Christ. That's how that works. Now, this is really important because you have to give yourself permission to love. And I'm going to get into that momentarily after the next break. Really get into how we give ourselves permission to do a thing. It doesn't make a difference what it is. You still have to make a choice. You still have to make a decision before you do a thing, even if it's instantaneous. A choice has been made. A decision has been made because you don't do anything without the will to do it. Even if it's the will to do nothing, no decision is a decision.
4: And we're saying...
3: You have the power within you to choose good consistently. Choose good.
4: Choose prosperity. Choose health.
3: Choose love. Choose joy. Choose healthy and happy relationships.
4: Choose
3: satisfying and fulfilling employment or business.
4: Choose, choose, choose.
3: You have the ability to choose through your will. As Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. As far as me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Now, before we take our last break, I want to remind you that I have a Facebook page, Truth Transforms, with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you're on Facebook, please like the page. Share it with others. I post different things on the page, positive, inspirational things, metaphysical things, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So make sure not only do you th- that you like the page, but if you want to get in contact with me, it's the easiest way to do it. Just send me an inbox message on the page. I normally respond within 24 hours. So make sure you check that out. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
0: Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring,
1: informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Rev. Dale
0: Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music. It's the only thing that the whole world listens to.
4: Music speaks.
2: You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 65 of How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, at least page 65 in my book. He goes on to say, no matter how much you understand love, you must give it permission over anger. You must give permission to strength over intolerance and discouragement. You must give permission to good judgment over irrational impulse. You must give permission to faith over appearances. These abilities are at your command, but you must give the command. All things are within you. You manifest in your life whatever you give permission. You give permission to that which you give your attention. If you do not give your attention to your wonderful spiritual gifts, you cannot give them permission to move into expression into your life. The best way to give attention to a particular gift is to silence yourself towards it. Silence yourself towards strength and divine energy will flow through you. Silence yourself towards power and you will feel your consciousness move to a higher level. Silence yourself toward faith and your goodwill will flow from the invisible into your living experience. Now, before I explain all of that, I do want to make this quick point. Um, Charles Fillmore believed that the, that these faculties worked at three levels: spirit, soul, body. Spiritually, an idea in divine mind; in the soul, as a mental faculty, or he, or in this book, gift. And he believed that it functioned through a particular area of the body. And the will, according to Fillmore, focused in the in the front brain area what we would call around the forehead front forehead and and the the concept of it is when we're being very willful this is where the headaches um come from and the you know you know the pain in the brain etc because we don't know how to release and many people when they learn how to forgive release let go they discover that those headaches and the stress go away. Because when you're trying to be willful and force things to happen, it can constrict according to the concept and and just look at it in your regular life. It can constrict that area of the brain. And so, so, it needs to reflect spiritual understanding, as I mentioned last week. Spiritual understanding symbolized by, as the greater light in the Bible and the moon representing the personal will, the lesser light. The light doesn't have – the moon doesn't have light. Moonlight is reflected sunlight. The personal will doesn't have illumination. It must reflect the illumination of the spirit. But to do so, it must give, it, it must give the consciousness permission to seek the understanding. It's the permission giver. It's the executive faculty of the mind. It is the president of your mind in the sense that the president is the commander in chief in the United States. All of the armed forces are at the command of the president. Well, the will is the permission giver. And all of the faculties are at the command of the will. It doesn't make the will stronger than the other faculties. It's just the aspect of your soul that gives permission, that makes the choices, that makes the decisions. All right, now back to explaining this. So he basically says that you have to give permission to all of these faculties to work in your life in a way that creates harmony for you. He said when he says all things are within you, you manifest in your life what you give permission. And permission can mean that you are you've made a choice or you've given permission by not making a choice and not being on your Ps and Q's when it comes to your mind. You are given permission to lack when you're not cultivating your mind for prosperity. You give permission to the possibility of ill health when you're not making decisions about First of all, healthy thoughts and feelings to help, and then healthy food choices and exercise. You're giving permission to a healthy relationship when you're making decisions based upon integrity. When you're communicating properly. When you're doing the things that are understood as expectations in that relationship. Things that people can count on you to be no matter what. That's what you're giving permission to. And he says, you give permission to that which you give your attention. Where your attention goes, the power flows. Where your attention goes, the power flows. Keep that in mind. So if you're keeping your mind on a particular type of thing, that's where your power is going. If you're thinking about the problem, the lack, the situation, only and you never get to I'm thinking about this because I'm think seeing through it to the preferred outcome the only thing you're putting your attention to on is the problem that's what it'll have your mind it'll have your words it'll have your feelings it'll have your beliefs and it'll have your actions where your attention goes your power flows that you know this is one of the, the things about courtship when you know when a person is courting another person, how much goes into what should I do that to get them to acknowledge or see me differently or in a better light or uh, to want to date or be married or whatever? So the processes that a person goes through in the courtship is attention. You know, if a person says that they want to be with you. Part of that is you give them attention, you give them time, you give them permission to know you or to get to know you. So it makes you think. All right. Back to the book. It also says. The best way to give your attention to a particular gift is to silence yourself towards it, which means you take that aspect of your soul, and you start to meditate and pray on it, sometimes just affirm it. I am the strength of God. I'm stronger in the Lord and the power of his might. And just repeating that in meditation. I am faith. I have mountain moving faith. I see my preferred future. Whatever. I'm just, this is off the top of my head. I am love. God as love in me is my attracting power. Or my harmonizing power. Or my balancing power or whatever. I am the life of God in expression. My body is perfect, whole, and complete. Every cell expresses the life of God in me, what, and you work with it, and then you sit and you relax and you breathe and you contemplate on the idea. Understanding that I'm not going to let you go until you
4: bless me. It matters.
3: It matters. So keep that in mind. How am I silencing myself to the idea that I want to work with? He gives us another way to work with it. He says, if you're wondering which spiritual gifts you should be, you should be given permission to, I recommend you take this approach. Consider your most current challenge. Everyone is meeting some challenge at all times or he is not growing. And considering your concerns over the challenge, check your list of 12 spiritual gifts. You'll easily discern in which areas you are out of balance. Place your attention on that gift. Meditate on it and silence yourself toward that particular God-given ability. So, you know, if you're not making good decisions, you need to focus on judgment or slash wisdom. You need to work on order, which is the chapter next week. Those are just two right off the bat. If your emotions are out of balance, you might need to work with love and strength. If you can't see a particular preferred future, if you can't see your good in the situation, you might need to work with faith. If you're working with health, you might need order, faith, and life, life to see the wholeness of God in your body. If you need to forgive, you might need to work with renunciation or because of the elimination in this book. Oh, it's renunciation, excuse me, renunciation. How to renounce or eliminate the aspects in your soul that, that you don't need. But you work with it. Silence yourself towards it. All right. He goes on to say will determines character formation as you consciously choose the development of awareness of your specific gifts, you're actually determining the shape of your character. You're willing to become more loving, stronger, wiser, and more creative as you choose to give permission to those God qualities to overcome your old self. You You can become anything that you are willing towards. I'm going to repeat that. You can become anything that you are willing toward. In other words, you have to be willing to be the person that you imagine right now is possible for you. He says, instead of trying to escape from life challenges, you can become more willing to grow into the greater good. Build your character. See where you let yourself down. Look at the areas where you lack integrity. Look at the areas where you. Break your word. That's what you need to work with on your character. What does your word mean to yourself when you say you're going to do something? What does your word mean to others when you say you're going to do something? That's what you work with because he says your challenges are not pointing out your weakness. They're identifying for you those gifts in which you need to develop Awareness, So the life situations come up to get that particular aspect of your soul in order. I hope this works for you. We're going to end there with the information and just wrapping up. This is a very important concept, and I hope that everyone who is listening to this show actually purchases the book. I can't say it enough. Go back and listen to the original show where I give the overview of the concept, because I think it's really important that if you're following along with these shows, that you listen to the very first show. And if you're working with the need for healing in particular, get the book Healing Secret of the Ages by Catherine Ponder. Learn how to work with these faculties so you can help the healing process. That doesn't mean you stop going to the doctor. It might It might not. I don't know if the doctor isn't needed or the medicine isn't needed, isn't needed. But minimally. You can help assist the process. So if you're working with that, if you're working with just trying to demonstrate your good, generally prosperity, well-being, success, get this book, because the principles that are in this book can help you live a better life. Next week, we're going to talk about the faculty of order and how to express divine order in our lives. This is going to be a very important chapter because one of the things that shows up in the body a lot is a lack of order. Uh, if If you have a lack of order in your mind, it will show up in your body, life, world and affairs one way or another. So with that. God bless you. I appreciate every last one of you for listening, and thank you for listening to Truth Transforms. Take care.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
1: Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Repeat the words,
0: God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you.
2: This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Kupferle's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity.
1: and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: I'll light a candle in
1: your I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.